to, I checked the last recording, it's been a while because we did two shirim on, on Pesach. We're up to Simen Reish Sadivav Sivchas, with the end of Simen Reish Sadivav, which is where Isaac in Havdalah. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Simen Reish Sadivav Sivchas, the Shulchan Aruch writes, Noshim Chayavais Behavdalah, Keshem Shechayavais Bekiddush. Women are obligated in Havdalah, just like they're obligated in Kiddush, meaning. Havdalah is a time-bound mitzvah, so the truth is women should be exempt. It's the very end of Simon Reish Sadivav, the Reish Sadivav Sifchas. The truth is women should be exempt from Havdalah, if you think about it, because it's a time-bound mitzvah. But the same way they're obligated in Kiddush, why? Because Zachar v'shamar, kol sheyeshnei v'shmira, yeshnei b'schira, right? The Pasuk specific, the Darshins and Brachis, that it says Zachar v'shamar. Zachar means uh, uh, Kiddush and Havdalah, potential Kiddush. And Shomer means Shabbos. Anyone who has to keep Shabbos is obligated in Kiddush. That's the source that women are obligated in Kiddush, even though it's a time-bound mitzvah. So says the Shulchan Aruch, Havdalah is also Shabbos. Meaning when it comes to Shabbos, men and women are the same. So, Havdalah, they're obligated. Even though it's time-bound, they're obligated in Havdalah. That's the Shulchan Aruch. But those that disagree and say women are exempt from Havdalah. They're not obligated in Havdalah. Why? So if you look in the Mishabura, he explains in, in Lamed Dalid, what's the reason why... Uh, there are those that disagree. The first opinion that says they're obligated, even though it's a time-bound mitzvah. When it comes to Shabbos, men and women are the same, meaning they're obligated. Meaning, Havdalah is a part of Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos, men and women are obligated, so to Havdalah, men and women are obligated. That's the first opinion. There are those that disagree. And they say that no, women are exempt from Havdalah. What would that be based on? So the Mishaburah continues, Mishaburah says the reason that those disagree is a fundamental way of how do you look at Havdalah. Is Havdalah a part of Shabbos or is it the first act of the weekday? If you look at Havdalah as a part of Shabbos, that part of Shabbos is greeting the king and saying goodbye to the king. So then you have to, women are obligated because they're obligated in all things Shabbos. But those that disagree hold that Havdalah is not a chalik of Shabbos. Havdalah is the first act of the weekday. The first act of the weekday is to say, it's the weekday now. And therefore, it's not, it's like any other time-bound mitzvah, which is women are exempt. Now, says the, the Ramah, how do we paskin? Al-Kain, lo yavdi la'atzman, rakishmu havdalah men anoshim. Now, First of all, whenever you have a ruling, this is good to know, whenever there's a stam and a yesh in the Shulchan Aruch, right, the first opinion is that they're obligated stam, no, no name. Then yesh mishachaylik, the rule of the Shulchan Aruch is stam v'yesh halachik stam. So whenever there's a stam opinion, and then a yesh mishachaylik, a yesh mishachaymer, yesh misha whatever, you go with the stam. That's always the opinion. There's a mishurah behind you, I think. Yeah. So any there's a stam v'yesh halachik stam. That, that's a general rule. So the Shulchan Aruch holds himself, if you'd ask the Beis Yosef, he would say women are obligated in Havdalah, and that's the Psaka of the Svardim. What does the Ramah say? The Ramah says like this. The truth is, we actually pass in women are obligated in Havdalah. But, let's avoid the Shaila. You know what the best way to avoid the Shaila is? Let them hear it from a man who has not done it yet. If the man has done it, then they should do it themselves. Just think about it. If, if the man has not done it yet, and he's doing it for himself anyway, might as well be might see a woman. Avoid the Shaila. If a man's already done it, then the whole Indian of doing it a second time 
is because maybe they're mechoyev, right? And Arvis tells you that you could be moitzi, right? Why is it that you could make Kiddush a thousand times for different people? Because, call you saw Rebim Zeb, that means that as long as you have a chiv, I have to make sure you fulfill your chiv. If you're not obligated, I can't make Kiddush for you. So if there's a chance that women are potter, men should not be making Havdalah for women. So therefore, men should make Havdalah for women unless they've already done it for themselves, in which case it's ideal for the women to do it themselves. Now, why is it that we paskin b'ikr that, that women can do Havdalah? So if you look at the Mishabur in Lamed Hay, he points out, Habach kosav, afila manda omer shepeturois, mikomokam yechoilis laham shechal atzman chiyav o lahavdala atzman, kemoi b'shoifer v'luluv, this is a very important halacha to know, and that is, let's say, why would women be exempt from Havdalah? What, what would the possibility be? It's that it's a weekday mitzvah, and it's time-bound. Time-bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. Okay, so let's go with that approach for a second. Let's say you have a mitzvah that's time-bound, that women are exempt. Can they do it? For sure, right? Lulav is a time-bound mitzvah. Can women perform the mitzvah of Lulav? Absolutely. Could they make a bracha? So that's a machloikas harishainim. In practical halacha, it's a machloikas svardim and ashkenazim, whether women are allowed to make a bracha on a time-bound mitzvah. We paskin, ashkenazim paskin, that they could. Hence, ashkenazim, women, will make a bracha on the lulav. Svardim will not. So the, the Bach says, we paskin that it's even if havdalah is a time-bound mitzvah, so women can still do it. So that would be an Eitzah for the Ashkenazim. That's why the Ashkenazim be'ikr hold that women are obligated in Avdala, because even if they're not obligated, they can still say it. That's the Mishra Brewer's point. By the way, just Agav, this tremendous Chiddush of Rav Avadia, which I don't believe Svardim fully hold of. Rav Avadia usually is the Poisik Hador for the Svardim. Rav Avadia holds women are not allowed to say Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach, because he holds... That Pesukah Zimra is a time-bound mitzvah. The bracha before, the bracha after are the brachas on a time-bound mitzvah. And uh, women are not allowed to say it. That's the sack of Rav Avadia. Rabbi Nsiyan Abba Shaul Paskin's not like him. And it was a fundamental disagreement. So I, I believe Svardim do not Paskin that way. Again, I, from my understanding, Svardish women do say Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach. Maybe it's because they don't know. But, or maybe because we don't Paskin like Rav Avadia in that regard. It could be that that's a little bit different. But that's what Mishabura says. We had this minig the last time we learned that there's a minig going back to the times of the Shloh HaKadosh that women do not drink from the Kais of Havdalah. Why? The beard, blah, blah, blah. Well, we talked about this last time. It's not a beard issue. It's, it's because uh, the Havdalah is only to be mavdul in Kaidash Lachal. The musik that Shabbos ends and weekday begins is because of the Eitz Hadas's sin. And the Eitz Hadas says the Shlah was done by Chava. And according to the Gra, the Shlah obviously doesn't call the Gra because he predated the Chava, but according to the, the Zayar, the Chet of the Eitz Hadas was wine. So, like, the wine of Havdalah is mamish, like a Zecher for the sin. Women don't get to drink. That was the reason. So says the Mishavura, if you hold that women don't make Havdalah, don't make drink the wine anyway, they shouldn't be making Havdalah anyway because of this. So how could they make Havdalah? So says the Mishavura, The answer is, Avada, it's better for women not to make their own Havdalah. That's an added reason for them not to, because they really shouldn't be drinking. But if you find a situation where a woman is alone and she has to make her own Havdalah, of course she could drink. 
that whole minig of not drinking doesn't outweigh the obligation of Havdal. Now, says the Mishabur in Lamed Vav, he speaks out what I said before. Let's say someone makes Havdal in Shul. That person cannot go ahead and make Havdal at home again, If he had in mind to be Yitzha, yes. Well, no, no, no. He could, ha- he could be mighty men. Technically, he could really be mighty women because we pass that women are obligated. But it's better for them to do it themselves. However, the Paiskim do point out that if there is a circumstance where the women are not comfortable making their own Havdalah, you could be mighty a woman in Havdalah. Meaning, ideally, it's better in such a situation where you go home, you already made Havdalah. And you go home, and the only people left are your wife and your daughter. Ideally, they should make their own havdala to avoid the shaila, as the Mishabur points out in Lamed Vav. No, I, 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 I don't understand what I'm asking. What I'm asking you is, let's say if you're, you're the Gabbai in Shul, the Gabbai is making havdala for, for everybody. When he comes home, can he, can he go ahead and make havdala at home for his, for his family? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it depends who's there. If he was already Yitz in Shul, let's assume that he was Yitz in Shul. So then when he comes home, it depends who's at home. If there's a man at home, he could for sure be Motsi him. If it's just women, it's better for the women to, to say it themselves. If they don't feel comfortable, then okay, then, then many parties can hold that they could, yeah? What if the only man there is someone who's not sure which office? Is there an issue between the developers? It's not an issue. Uh, no. We pass in that there's still Jews uh, to be machmer. Meaning, they're considered potentially like going. First of all, in most circumstances, you have enough heterim. There's like 12 qualifications that we once spoke about. Tenek Shinishba, and there's the Maria Saad, that it's only if uh, they did have all this karka, and Shlem Zalman holds that if they'd be embarrassed, then they're not considered a mummer. All, all the qualifications. But let's say you have Mamish like a Jewish renegade. He's Michal Shabbos publicly, he knows better. Like even the Bab would say he's a mummer. Like, no tzchosim for such a person. So he has the status of a guy. But the Pais can point out he has the status of a guy to be machmer, not to be mekel. Meaning, would you be allowed to use his kalim? The Paiskim asked the Shiloh. You go to his house, right? You go to someone's house who's a guy. You could use their vessels, assuming they're not trays, without dipping them in the mikvah. Why? Because they're not obligated to dip it in the mikvah, so I could just borrow their vessels. They asked Rabbi Yashiv, Rabbi Yashiv is a tshuva in Kavit Halachis. If you go to a mummer's house, are you allowed to use his vessels? He didn't dip them in the mikvah. Can you use it? Because you'll say, well, he's a guy. Right, right. You're paskining that he's like a guy. So if he's mamish like a guy, then he doesn't have to go to the mikvah. His kalim don't have to go to the mikvah. So I can borrow it. The answer is, of course not. We treat him like a guy to be machmer, not to be mekel. That's, that's the point. So, so if, if he has the status of a guy, he still has to hear Abdal. So you'd be allowed to be mighty him. And Adarabah, I would say the Chassam Seifer, you know, there's a Chassam Seifer. I don't know. I don't know if the Chassam Seifer would. I don't know. This is my extension. But there's a truth for the Chassam Seifer. I was called once from someone in Hashimenu's uh, sister. Uh, she passed away. And she was married to a guy. Again, I'll finish it. Just didn't know anything. You know, it's like a broken family. No, no one in Shemayim they don't have such a tainer. She didn't know any better. But um, this rabbi from Lakewood told him that he shouldn't be saying Kaddish because she's a Russia. So, so he asked me, "Is that a thing?" I said, "Of course not." And I, some soifer points out, someone this concept of not saying Kaddish for a Russia, this mistaken thought was already floating around in the times of Chassam Seifer. And Chassam Seifer has a tshuva where he says, of course it's not true. He says, on the contrary, they need Kaddish more. <laughs> if anything, they're the ones who need Kaddish. And, and he says, I'll prove it to you. The source of Kaddish 
the source of Kaddish is actually a fascinating medrash. It's a medrash in, in, in Zayar Chadash. It's a whole medrash with Rav Akiva and a person running. It's actually a fascinating medrash. But the, 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 the concept of Kaddish, like if you had to, like the first source of Kaddish is that medrash of Rav Akiva, that Rav Akiva, it's a fascinating thing, that Rav Akiva was once, uh, he was sitting and he saw a man running. And the man was, was naked. And he was running and he was blackened but by soot. And he was running with wood on his shoulders. Mamsh running. And Akiva sees this, and he sees this a couple times. So he goes over to the guy and he says, what's, what's your deal? So he said, I, I'm someone who's, uh, who did every Aver in the book. I'm not alive anymore. And my punishment is, every day I gather wood, and I'm burnt in the wood. So, so Rabbi Akiva said, is there anything I could do for you? So Rabbi Akiva said, I said, the person, the Neshama told Rabbi Akiva, I was told, I heard from Acharya Paragud, I heard that if you, if you get my son, who's not from, if you get him to go to shul and to say Kaddish for me, it'll be very good. So the whole, there's a whole mice that Rabbi Kiva got the son, got him to be chazen, got him to say Kaddish, got him to get mafter, which is also the makar for mafter. The Ramah brings down as a minigda for the Avelim to get mafter during the year. And it's all from that mice. But the, the, some say, but what's the source of, Zayr, of, of, of Kaddish? That's like the first reference of Kaddish. Where does it come from? So the Gemara says that when Avshalom passed away, Dovr HaMelech said, um, I'm sorry? He said it seven times. Each one pulling him out of, of a different dar of Gehenim. And that's, that's the concept of Kaddish, where it comes from. The concept of you davening for the Nifter to pull him out. It's it's Rav Shalom. He's Rav Shalom. He's a Rosh. Huh? Like saying the Gemara with Shalom. Yeah. Is there, is there, yeah, exactly. So Shalom is a Rosh Gemara. And, and still it works. Rav Shalom was a father for a son. I mean, that's why No, but I'm saying but the, the, the concept of... Okay. of, of, of of Rishayim needing it more, and there's no more of like, oh, he's a Russia, I'm not dealing with him. Avshalom is a Russia, you know. So anyway, um, so going back over here, yeah, so even if he's a Russia, you'd still be able to be might see him. So the, the, the point is like this. If women, says the Mishabura, im hanashim karev dilatzman, oishinizkavnu lotzis, but beisaknesses, if the man has already been yotza, let's say he already heard havdala, and the only one at home is a woman. He should not say Havdalah just for the woman. Now, um, again, the Mishra points out it, it's better to avoid the Shiloh. Now, that being said, if the women don't feel comfortable, many Paiskim are lenient. Okay, fine. So we Paskin that really women are obligated in Havdalah, but again, it's better to avoid the Shiloh. Okay. So comes the Bir Alacha, and the Bir Alacha throws a little bit of a wrench. Uh, I say that he throws a wrench because I'm going to tell you what the Bialacha says, and you'll see that I, I don't think most people hold this way. So the Bialacha writes like this Mean like this. Havdala has different components, right? Let's go through the different brachas in Havdal. You have the Bayer Priyagafen, that's his Bayer Priyagafen. The Hamavdu bin Kaidish al Kharban al Khaishek, that's the debate. Okay. Let's assume that women can definitely drink wine. Check. Let's assume that they're obligated. Check. Bisamim. So Bisamim is just Bayramina Bisamim. You could say that whenever you get Bisamim. No, no problem, women can do that. Says the Mishabura, the one bracha that's not like the others is Bayramariyesh. Why? So Mishabura says, I'm not sure. Even if you hold women are obligated in Avdala, 
says the Mishra, I don't think they're obligated in Bari Marish. Why? Here's the deal. I'll explain it outside. It, 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 it makes sense. Wait, what the Mishabur is saying? Of course, it makes sense. Mishabur, um, like this. Bari may be some again. It's 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 just benefit. Of course, they could they could say that. Chazal decided to put that benefit in Havdalah, as we'll see in a few moments, because the Neshama Yisair is leaving, and we want to uplift the Neshama Yisair, fine. Havdalah is potentially they're obligated because it's part of Shabbos to say goodbye to the Queen. Understood. Why do we say Bar Mareish? So, I don't know if we'll see it today, but the idiot of Bar Mareish is on the first Matzei Shabbos, Adam Rishon was sitting, right? Adam Rishon sinned. Yeah? He had this Argonos, this light of creation. He was created 6 o'clock uh, Friday. Yeah, He was created 6 o'clock Friday. It was a beautiful spring day, 6 to 6. Shabbos is 6 o'clock. He sins right away, the first hour he sins. He had this Argonos, says the Gemara, that he was able to see from the beginning of the world to the end of the world. He sins, that light was taken away. But says the, says the Medrash, Hashem allowed him to keep, to hold on to that light until after Shabbos, which by the way is 12 hours plus 24 hours is 36 hours, which is the 36 candles of Hanukkah. That's every, every B'nai Sasha. It's the 36 candles of Hanukkah because each light is. So Shabbos is over, all of a sudden that punishment is, is kicking in. It, again, even though he lived a Friday after the sin, but Hashem allowed the punishment to be delayed till after Shabbos. It says the Medrash, it's Gemara Dezara. The Gemara says that it started to get dark and started to get dark, and he never saw such darkness before, and he thought he was dying. The Gemara says that Hashem gave him a chachma, that he hit two rocks together, and it created light. So it's not Bichas Hananin, it's Bichas Hashevach, it's like the, the bracha on lightning. It's a bracha to thank Hashem for that first light. That's why people always get confused whenever there's... Um, Whenever there's a Shabbos of Yom Tov, you, you know, by the way, the reason I'm taking my glasses from it, you know me in the morning, I just have a migraine and so I'm taking my glasses. Um, people always get confused when it's like, Matzi Shabbos, Matzi Yom Tov, what's Havdol? What's the Havdol? It's very simple. If it's Saturday night, you'll say, Hine Kel Yeshuzi. You'll say, Bari Mareish. And Bari Mareish, because the Neshami Sayer is leaving, if it's Saturday night. And you'll say, Bari Mareish, because light was created Saturday night. If it's not Saturday night, you're not saying Bari Mariesh. I don't care what it is, unless it's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the one exception. We'll see in a moment. But any other Yom Tif, if it's not Saturday night, you're not saying Bari Mariesh, because light was not created on Tuesday night. And you're not saying Bari Mariesh, because the Neshama Yisera doesn't exist outside of Shabbos. Chabad will say Hinei Kel Yishuasi, not on Saturday night, but no one else will. Okay, fine. So says the Mishabura, Bari Mariesh is no Shaykhis to Shabbos, it's not Birchus HaShavach. Women are definitely should not be saying Bar Merish. That's a Mishabur's Pesach. Because again, he's saying, it's a Chiddush, because he's, he's looking at that, even though it's in Havdalah, and potentially they could be obligated in Havdalah, but it's not a package deal. you got to sort of sp- split up each bracha and say, well, are they obligated in this Nakuda? Are they obligated in that Nakuda? Bar Merish is not Birchus HaNenin. It's not just thanking Hashem for the benefit of Besamim. It's thank Hashem for that phenomenon that took place, just like you make a bracha on the phenomenon of lightning and thunder. And that bracha does not apply to them because it's a Matzei Shabbos Indian. And the whole Indian of being Mechai of them is because it's related to the Shabbos queen. This is not related. So the Mishabura feels women are exempt from Barim Mari'esh, Lekuli Alma. 
And that's a hipaskins, the the last line, It's better not to. Now, so I learned this, and, and the Shemir Shabbos said the same thing, and I felt really bad, because I was like 18 years old, and I was like, I've been making Hamdallah for my, I'll make Hamdallah for my mother, for my sisters, and I'll say Baramarish, even if I was already Yotza. Mishabur is not a fan of that. So, the truth is, Rav Heinemann, um, okay, so, so, so Rav Avadia, Rav Moshe, and I have over here um, Rav Nevensal, I have the Rav Nevensal Mishabur. He brings down the Rav Shalim Zalman also, how this way, so you have Rav Shalim Zalman, Rav Avadia, and, and Rav Moshe all disagree. They say that women can say, where women are obligated in Barimariyash, Barimariyash is a part of Avdal, it's a part of Avdal. So if they're going to do Havdal, they do Barimariyash. I'll tell you like this, Rav Heinemann Shita, because I have that say for Manadaber, which is the Shita of Rav Heinemann from the Star K. His Shita is that although they could say Barimariyash, they should say it themselves. Meaning if you're making Havdalah for a woman who is, you are already Yotza, and you're making Havdalah for a woman who's not Yotza yet because they don't feel comfortable, you say the entire Havdalah, when you get to Barimariyash, let them say it themselves. That's Rav Heinemann's Psaq. But that's this shayla of whether Barimar Ish is treated as a part of Havdalah or is it treated as an independent concept. That, that's, that's this discussion. Okay. Uh, just to run through some of the halachas, the Mishavur, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Reish Sadizai in the beginning, Mivarech al Basamim In Havdalah, you say Basamim, the Bracham Basamim. If you don't have Basamim, don't make yourself crazy. Now, what is the proper bracha? Meaning, if you don't have some, you can still make havdalah. You just do it afterwards. Don't make yourself crazy. Now, which, what bracha do you make, and what's the item? So it says in Mishabura, habrachu bari mine aleza You always make bari mine regardless of what the item is. Even though during the week there are specific brachas, and what a lot of people don't realize, I'll sort of say this outside. We'll see it inside. Is that? A lot of people don't realize the bracha bar is actually almost never used. And that is, there's bari atse, which is a bracha on a hard stalk, bari isve, a bracha on a soft stalk, hanosin reich tov which is the bracha on edible foods. That's it. Bari minim doesn't really exist. Bari minim is when you're not sure what to do. You're not. It's like shahakal, but shahakal is the initial bracha for meat and proteins and water. It's not an initial bracha for anything. It's the bracha that you make when you're not sure what to do. Like the reason why we use cloves. Cloves, I would make a, bar, a, a barimine. I'll tell you why. I, I saw it because b- cloves are hard stalks. You'd say bariatse. But it's also edible. But you don't eat it on its own. It's a spice. Cinnamon also. So it's a shy love. Do you say hanos and paris? Or do you say... Bore um, atse. So during the week, kenzain you make a bore mina. Kenzain. That's why some do Matzei Shabbos is they'll take cloves, put it in like an esrig. So you take that nice and right So the truth is, throughout the week you're never making a bore mina. But Matzei Shabbos we only make a bore mina. Why? So it says in the Shabura, Mikomak Matzei Shabbos Avarchan Al Kol Bore Mina Kedesh Lo Yavay Litzes Hamaynam Sheina Kol Bekim B'Chol Brachim Yuchades. Because Boromine works for everything, and therefore it's it's to avoid confusion. We just pick Boromine. That way, no one will have to start figuring out: oh, is it hard stock? Is it soft stock? Is it edible? Just make a Boromine to avoid. Now, Ravadi disagrees. By the way, Svardim hold that you make the proper bracha, atzei isve, or pick this cloves, which according to some poskim is Boromine. 
Um, that's why uh, when I was at that wedding, were you there at that wedding? I was at, I was at a wedding and uh, I was called up. B'samim. Uh, Ever tell this, Max? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a Zakatinsky. So I stand up. B'samim. Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> I never seen it before. And I'm walking up to the front and I'm mamish like panicking. I have no idea what I'm about to do. So I get to the front. It was a Syrian. It was a Syrian one. It was a Syrian. Georgian Syrian, I think. So I get I'm up to the front and like, I'm all nervous. I'm like, pan- I'm almost like having a panic attack. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, 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 yeah. So I, I turn to Rabbi Yeager, who's Roshiva of Shariyashiv, who's in Sagadushan. I'm like, did he say Bissamim? And he looks at me like, like good luck, you figure it out. So as I'm about to start it, I'm waiting for like, to start. And they, they, they give the chasen a talis, start making a brach on talis. I'm like, okay, can we just, like, can you, let, let me do my borderline fake thing before you do your whatever I'm like let's I, I'm not you know see so he does the talus thing I'm looking around and I'm, I'm, I'm mamish like I'm going into this and I'm like what what am I like and I, I turn to the, the like I'm like <laughs> I'm mamish I'm like what am I supposed to be doing here so finally this Friday guy hands me this cup with a cellophane on top and it's full of spices and I said no I said what bracha because you don't make mine it's not much Shabbos I'm like I don't know and I don't even know what it is I don't know if it's hard to I'm like Mine atze. So he says atze. So okay. So I make the bracha, I sniff, and I hand it back to the guy. And I sit down. And I'm like, I, I have no idea to this day. I, I don't know if I was. Someone's like, did you hand it to the chassan kalim? Like, no one told me what to do. I've never seen this before. I've literally, literally wrote a sefer on the halachas and mehagim wedding. It didn't come up. It's not a revadi sefer. I don't know. What, listen, I'm sure it's something, but I, I have no idea. But so anyway, so Matzi Shabbos is the only time we day mine, and again, it's to avoid to avoid the shilas. Now. No, they, I don't think they make a bracha. They don't make a bracha. They just wrap it, and then. Um, yeah. They use that as a canopy. Then? Oh. No, they just a little chasen and kala, yeah, just covering. Kind of yeah, that's a different thing. The chasen and kala cover. Now, by the way, you should know uh, when it comes to um, uh, a besomim, it's an interesting. Uh, the shmir shabbos kolchasen. I saw Rav Heinemann also holds this way. The only thing you should not use is perfume, chemicals. Um, what's the reason? So, I, okay, some places are okay with that. I'd rather think Ravadi is okay with it. I didn't check it out. I think he's okay with like uh, cologne. Sometimes you'll have it. You're like, I have no basam. Can I just use cologne? So Rav Heinemann says no. Rav Shabbos Kilchasen says no. And what's the reason? So what's the pshat? So it's not tivi. So Rav Heinemann says, Bore mine means you're thanking Hashem for creating it. He didn't create perfume. He didn't create Calvin Klein. <laughs> we created Calvin Klein. We created cologne and perfume. Therefore, it's not the appropriate bracha is not Bore mine. That's what he says. Not boyre. It's uh, that's Rav Heinemann's uh, take on it. But again, that, that's uh, we'll skip a little bit. Uh, if you jump to Sif Hey, because there's not a lot of halachas in the Psalmim, go um, a little bit weiter. Halacha Hey was Negeya, Baruch Hashem. It's not as Negeya anymore. It shouldn't be Negeya ever again. And that is uh, um, uh, COVID. Um, you know, uh, and that is the uh, uh, you know you lost a, It's called anosmia. It's the inability to smell. I mentioned this once in the Bnei Sascha. I mentioned this. I, I still stand by it. When Mashiach comes very soon, we'll see how uh, this is. Uh, COVID was very much related to the last, like, uh, the Mulcham of Mashiach. It's not, it can't be a coincidence that um, uh, it was a disease, man made, God made, that's up to your conspiracy theories, but um, that it takes away en masse the ability to smell, which is a very rare medical condition. 
it's called anosmia. It's, it's the side effect. It, it, it's kimat unheard of to lose your ability to smell without losing your ability to taste. Like to just lose your ability to smell. I had it. It's one of the strangest experiences I've ever had. Where you you're opening up like tuna, nothing. You feel fine. It's not stuffed at all. You know, it's not stuffed. You know, you like. And just nothing. It's a very mashun de gazach. The Bnei Yisachar has all arichos that he talks about how the reyach, the ability to be mariach, the ability to smell, is connected to the chush of Mashiach. It's the ability of Mashiach. It's the sense that was never affected by the sin. So anyway, so what happens if you lose your ability to smell when it comes to besam? So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Sifhei, Mishayin Mariach, if someone lost their ability to smell, which could happen if you have a really bad cold or if you have COVID, Meaning like this, if you're making havdalah and you can't smell, then have someone who could smell make the bracha. The only time you should be making the bracha, right? You're making the bracha and you're not smelling. Here's the problem. It's birchas hashev, it's birchas ha'nenin. There's different types of brachas, right? There's shevach, nenin, right? You can make a bracha, a birchas mitzvah, right? You can make a bracha on a mitzvah and not benefit from the mitzvah because you're making a bracha on the mitzvah itself. But I can't make a shahakal and hand you the cup of water for you to drink. I can do that for Kiddush, but I can't do it for a shahakal, right? Because that's called birchas hasheva, birchas hanenin. And unless you benefit, you can't do it. So, besamim is considered birchas hanenin. So I can't make the bracha on if I can't smell. So if there's an adult there, they'll, they'll, they'll make the bracha. The only time, says the Shulchan Aruch, where you can make the bracha is if you have a kid there and you might see the kid. The kid does, or someone, or, or if you have someone who's a baltruva, he doesn't know how to make the bracha. Someone who doesn't know how to make the bracha, someone's not from, not baltruva, someone's not from, doesn't know how to make the bracha, then you could be might see them. But outside of that, that's the Shulchan Aruch writes. Mishabur writes in Yud Gimel, he disagrees. They disagree and they say no. If there's someone there who's an adult who doesn't know how to make the bracha, you can't be mighty. You could be mighty a child because you have a chiv of chinuch, so you're being mighty yourself. But for someone else, if you lost the ability to smell, you should not be mighty uh, an adult. Okay. Let's go a little bit weiter. We'll run through the next simon fairly quickly. Mamish, what time is it? Oh, it's 30 minutes already. I'll go a, little, a, few, a few more minutes, a few more minutes, if you don't mind. I never go that long. That's my bedtime. Shulchan Aruch writes in Simon Reish Tzadi Ches. Really, I should change it to Reish Ches Tzadi. That's weird. Anyway. The next stage in Havdalah is Birchas Haner. Bari Mari Esh. Mevarech al Haner, Bari Mari Haesh. If you have the light, if you don't have to run after it. is the only other time where you make a barimariyesh. But over there, the halacha said different. I'll say it outside. The, 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 as I said before, the reason why we make a bracha barimariyesh on Matzei Shabbos, which by the way, if you make Havdalah Sunday morning because you fell asleep, you don't make a Barim It's 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 Dafka related to Matzei Shabbos. It's a Saturday night Indian because other Mauritian created fire Matzei Shabbos. That's why you don't do it on Matzei Yom Tif. Or going from Chol- um, end of Chol- uh, going Yom Tif. Uh, so, so what's Ma'am? What's Ma'am? Like, what, what are the well, well, first of all, you, obviously you're supposed to. I want to make it clear, you're supposed to do. Right, but if you don't yeah. have, you don't have to run out. Baruch Hashem Elam, 
if you doing Khamar Medina, that's it. That's it. Everything else is 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 nice or minhagim. It's nice or minhagim. If you no, that you yaitzed deraisa. Their abonon is ala kais. So you need a kais again, wine or potentially orange juice. You know, chamar medina beer. You know, but yes, it, 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 you, on a biblical level, rabbinically they wanted to say the bracha on a kais. So that's the bracha on the drink plus amad mikoshchol. You do that, you yaitzed deraisa and their abonon. Everything else is trimmings. You know, to make it that's part of the you know, so so like this, Matzah Shabbos we make Bari Mareish as a zecher to an other mission created fire. The only other yomtif that we say Bari Mareish is Yom Kippur, but the halachas of Yom Kippur is different. Yom Kippur, the reason why we say Bari Mareish on Matzah Yom Kippur is to show that Yom Kippur is unlike other Yom Tovim. Meaning, other Yom Tovim throughout Yom Tif, you're allowed to play with fire. You can let, uh, move a fire, enlarge a flame. Yom Kippur is only Yom if you're not allowed to because it's called Shabbat Shabbos. Therefore, the second Yom Kippur is over, we benefit from the fire as if to say, now we could use it. And, and up to this point, we couldn't touch it. It's not like Yom Tif. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch writes, because there's a tachlis, it's in order to like, sort of remind you of what Yom Kippur is about, we taka, make sure to get a candle, also, a tremendous chumrah, by the way. Um, he doesn't talk about this now, but he talks about this in the laws of Yom Kippur. You can only use a light that was existing all Yom Kippur. Because that's the point. To show that this, to show that this, this, this candle, I couldn't touch till now. But now I could touch. So if Matzah Yom Kippur, if let's say you have no lights in your house, no fires in your house, and you just want to light a match, like you do Matzah Shabbos, can't do it for Matzah Yom Kippur, because it's fundamentally different. Therefore, Yom Kippur, Matzah Yom Kippur, if you have what's called the Ner Shavas, if you have a candle that's already lit, or you can take a match to a candle that's already lit, so the source of the fire was a candle lit for 24 hours, then you can make the Baruch HaMaresh, if not, not. Because Yom Kippur is a fundamentally different, uh, different concept. That's my point. Now, yeah. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Beis, Mitzvah min amuvcher levarech alavuka. It's better to make it on a torch, if you're not going to use a torch, at least light a candle What's the definition of a torch? Two wicks. Now, if you look at the Mishabura in Ches, the, the reason why this is just good to know, it, it says two wicks. First of all, it's better to have wax. Wax the wicks only touch at the top, right? They could be separate in the wax, but at the top, the flame sort of unites it. Says the Mishavura. Is your mic, why are you saying wax? Is your mic, is your mic? I'm sorry, olive oil, I apologize. It's not wax, I apologize. Um, so he says a line later, Taking two candles and putting it together also counts as a torch. So if you have two tea lights, you put it together, that also counts. Rav Heinemann used to say, he says this in the Sefer, that if you take two matches, that also works. That's the uh, Zakatinsky special. Like for, for a while, my father would just be like, he'll take two matches, he'll hold it together. There you go. That's the Avukah. So. Okay. Weiter. Um, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Gimel, 
This is the whole looking at the fingernail thing. You're supposed to look at the palm and the fingernails. Now, why, why, why do we do that? Now, first of all, before, before uh, um, halachically, the Shulchan Aruch is not getting, it's not Kabbalah, it's a halacha. We'll get to the Ramah in a second. What's the reason? So look at the Shabruah in test. The light has to be strong enough that you could potentially use it and benefit from it. The way that they used to use light, what, is, what does it mean to benefit from light? Uh, like, again, by the way, this doesn't mean that you actually have to be close enough to benefit it, but it has to be strong enough that you could benefit from where you are. Meaning it has to be a strong light that you could benefit from. What's the definition of benefiting? The way they used to benefit from a light was very simple. You have a couple change in your pocket. You want to be able to know the difference between a penny and a, a, dime, a nickel. They're close. You look, okay, there you go. So you're supposed to benefit from the candles. Is that why it should be a torch, like at least two wicks, to make it to stronger, stronger? Yeah, stronger. Now, by the way, again, as we're going to see in a moment, you don't actually have to benefit bipoil. You just has to be that it's strong enough that you could benefit conceptually. Okay. That's why they don't turn. A lot of people don't turn off the lights because the point is not actually benefiting, but it has to be that you could, if the lights were off. Okay. So we don't have coins. It's Masai Shabbos, you don't have coins. So a way to benefit is, let me look at the difference between my nails and uh, the rest of my fingers. It's a benefit. Now, what's the shot with that? So says the Mishavura, So it's just, it's just a level of light. If you're able to see the difference between a nail and the skin, that's the same difference between a dime and a nickel. Okay. Says Mishavura, Also nails... Uh, are considered al pikabola a simon bracha, right? Uh, because they grow. That's why we look at them to say like, oh, the weak should be like these nails. By the way, this is also why the Medrash says that before Adam Rishon sinned, their bodies were covered in nails, and then after the sin, the nails rescinded. To just that, what does it mean? It means physically. Avada it means physically that they were covered in nails, but ashkafically, uh, what it means is that they were full of bracha, and now the bracha is very little. It's a little on the body, which I also explained once why there's a gemara in Nida, Dafyud Zayin, the gemara Nida says, which again people make fun of, but it's, it's, it's in Furish and Chazal, and everything in Chazal is Emes Lamita, that if a woman steps over a nail when she's pregnant, it could harm the baby, right? It's an Emes Lamita thing that it could harm the baby. And that's not a medrash zayir. It's a gemara. It's mafurish a gemara, but it's brought down in the Magad of Ram. It's brought down in Mishabura. So what's the pshat? So I saw that the chida writes that the reason why nails are harmful for a woman who's pregnant is because the nail, which symbolizes bracha, which is cast off on the floor, it's it's symbolizing the sin of etadas cast away the bracha from humanity. The person who caused the sin was again chava, and when she's pregnant, she's vulnerable. So therefore, you're at a time period where she's vulnerable, and she's going to step over a nail. That nail—it's not like the nail has this magical power that it harms the baby. It's—it's it's in shemayim, the judgment against the original sin. That's the point. So says the mishabura. Because of that, because nails are a sim and bracha, it's kedai to see the nails. So he says, fine, fine. Also, the 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 the, the palms. Uh, because if you're able to read palms properly, you could see uh, a person's bracha and a person's mazel. Is all of this ma'akiv? Because you see a lot of people buy a dollar, but they're... No, 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 none of this is ma'akiv. 
but but Alpi Kabola. The Ramo writes, how do you do it? First of all, you're supposed to do the right hand, which by the way, if Heinemann points out, that you see you don't have to do both hands. One hand is enough. You're doing the right hand because anytime you do a bracha, you use the right. You, 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 the right is always the hand that you use whenever you're dealing with it. Correct. Use the in the left hand. You should fold the fingers in. This is what we do. So you fold the fingers in. That way, that way you see the nails and the and the and the palm because we said that the palm also has some elements that we could see the palm and the nails all in bevasachas. Okay, that's that's the minute. The minute is do like this. Um, fine. Uh, the Mishabura does bring down in Yudalif, and some do this afterwards, meaning some do this. They they fold and then they unfold afterwards to see that. Okay, so it's, it's different minhug. Fine. Lefty, even though that's been Yotze, like I'm a lefty, I'm being Yotze, I should use my left hand? Yeah, probably. Again, and none of it is mocked, but yes. But if I have a chance to do left and right, should I do both? Or yeah, why not? It, does, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It's not necessary, but it doesn't hurt. Um, if you, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Dalit, Ein mevarchan al aner, she yois l'orei. And it says, Samech loy bechadei sheyucha lahakir b'matbeya medina zilom matbeya medina ches. You should be close enough that if the lights were off, you could benefit from where you are. So that would be the Indian of coming closer to the candle. It has to be that you don't actually have to be poil benefit from it, but it has to be that you're close enough that from where you are, you can benefit. Meaning, if you're across the street and you hear Avdallah, then it, you're not close enough. The Mishabur writes in Yudbeis, Afilum hu oimid chutz labayis, kol she'ar gadosh, yuchel hakim, makr she'oimid, mikri davriz in enel oirev, Okay. Sometimes you have a shul, they have in the center of the shul. It's not great. That's why, like in yeshivas, <laughs> they'll always do is they'll do that, and then afterwards, some people just make their own havdal because they're they're too far away. That's or that's why people do push closer. It's not to actually benefit, but it's to be close enough that you could benefit. Yeah. 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 For some reason, it's actually nobody does that. They they pass around besamim. Besamim, everybody passes around. But they, I guess just practically, it's just harder to make it. It's a mess and and it's a fire. But conceptually, yes. Um, he says, "Shiuchal lahakir and yud gimel al kainim who yoytze beberchas avdolam meacherim beroytze lotzis kam beberchas mareish." He mamish speaks out what you're saying that that if if you if you're being yoytze from someone, yikarev atzmai yitzel eish kashir zet. You have to go close enough to the fire that you'd be bene- be able to benefit from where you are. The shiuchal lotzis kam beberchas mareish. Okay, now just to finish up. Um, one more halach and then we'll stop. Just to start the next simon. Just to start the next simon. Um, in Resh Tzaditas, just the, the first simon, Mam is just the first line. One halacha from the first line, and we'll really start this next week. Resh Tzaditas. Oser le'echel shum dover, o'yafil lishris yayin asher mashkim chutz mimayi mishetech shachat sheyavdo. From the time it's nighttime, i.e. after Shalashudas, until you make havdolah, you're not allowed to eat or drink anything. Now, next time we'll talk about what does it mean, when is that time period, when is it too late to start Shalashuddis, all that stuff. But he does point out, the one thing you're allowed to drink after Mayriv, before Havdalah, is Mayim, is water. Now, nobody does this, right? After, and when you come home on Matzah Shabbos, when you're waiting for Havdalah, nobody drinks anything. But you're allowed to drink water. Now, 
you're allowed to drink water. So why is it that nobody drinks water? So the Arizal, it's not over here, but all the Paiskim bring down from the Arizal that the Arizal held that you should not drink anything, even water. And because of that, the Minigan Kla Yisrael is not to drink anything. I will say this, and it's something to think about. One year I did it, other years I don't. Ravadia used to say that Motzei Yom Kippur, right, Yom Kippur ends, Immediately after uh, uh, after Neila, blow shayfer, and then they do a rakida, and then everyone's like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go." Yidav Mayrev, and that Mayrev is not historically well, no, because you you, you you feel tired and you feel shvach. Ravadi used to say it's kedai to drink water. Not kedai. You could drink water before Havdalah, even though that reason would not be the biggest fan because it's technically mutter, and that way you'll actually have kavana. So I did it one year. One year, I went upstairs right after this. I went upstairs, not here, the whole place. I went upstairs. I drank, you know, like a bottle of water. I came down. I had, I had you know, my nicely. I haven't done it since because it feels weird to start the year doing something that Rizal would not be a fan of. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it is, it is a, you know, it's like a, it's, it is a give or take. Um, but that's the concept. We'll see, again, we'll see next time the, the, the details of this. All right, stop here. Sure.